Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is July 2nd. Today we begin a brand new Come Follow Me blog, and we begin a brand new book of scripture. This week we're going to be studying the book of Acts, chapters 1 through 5. But before we jump directly into Acts, I wanted to take a second to talk about what came before the book of Acts. And I mean, after John ends and before Acts begins. The very last verse of John chapter 21, the very last verse of the book of John, teaches us a lot about what we don't see anywhere else and a lot of things that we just kind of have to deduce. In verse 25 of John chapter 21, it says, And there are also many things which Jesus did, the which, if they should be written every one, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. Now, the scripture probably is referring to things that the Savior did during his ministry that weren't recorded, but I believe that the scripture is also referring to things that the Savior did in the 40 days between his resurrection and when he ascended again. In those 40 days, it was kind of like a training ground for Peter and the rest of the apostles. The book of Acts and this 40-day period between his resurrection and the ascension, I think, are of particular interest and importance to Latter-day Saints. Because we are the Church of Jesus Christ, we truly believe that we are the same church that Jesus Christ organized when he was on the earth. And we truly believe that that same church is run now in the latter days through prophets and through apostles. The Gospels are interesting and they're unique because we get the opportunity to see Jesus Christ running his own church. However, for the rest of the New Testament, we get to see the church run by prophets and apostles the way we see it now in the latter days. And so these 40 days that we have here with the Savior teaching the apostles and the prophets and the book of the Acts, where we get to see what the apostles are going to do as they get this opportunity to run to lead the church is just a really interesting thing to see. Now, also, it's important to recognize as Latter-day Saints that after the resurrection, the Savior tarried with his apostles for 40 days. But then we also know where he went after that. In John, when it talks about other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, we know that after those 40 days, he now came to the Americas. At the beginning of 3 Nephi chapter 11, when the Savior visits the people of the Americas, the beginning of that chapter makes it sound like time had passed between when they sat in darkness and heard the voice of the Lord and now when they're going to see the Savior. We know that that time that had passed there for them was this 40 days when the Savior was teaching his apostles and kind of training them to take over the church. So I just think that that's a really interesting and important 40 days that we don't know much about. And the only hint that we have about it is what John says there at the end of his book, that the works of the Savior were phenomenal. And if they had written them down, there would be so many books of scripture that we would have. Personally, I wish that they had written them all down because I would really love to study that book of scripture, but we don't have it. So we just kind of move on with what we do have, I guess. So now we get the opportunity to begin the book of the Acts. The book of the Acts is almost like a continuation of the book of Luke. Acts was written by Luke, and we see it as him continuing his teachings and continuing his writings. In fact, in Luke chapter 1, in verse 3, we see that Luke is writing to Theophilus. And in Acts chapter 1, verse 1, we see the same thing. It says, The former treatise I have made... O Theophilus, 
of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. So he's like, okay, Theophilus, I've already written you one letter about everything that Jesus did and taught, everything that he did while he was on the earth. Now we see that this letter to Theophilus is going to teach him about what the apostles did after the Savior left the earth. Now the book of Acts gives us an awesome glimpse into the beginning and formative years of the Church of Jesus Christ. As the apostles were laboring to build the church, to convert people to Christ, but also we see how they kind of deal with this new leadership position that they find themselves in. What's really unique here is that in the Gospels, we get these four different views of pretty much the same story, but the book of Acts stands alone. And it is the only historical information that we have about the early history of the church. Something else that's interesting about the book of Acts is that it spans about a 30-year period, but it's going to focus mostly on Paul and some on Peter. Any information that he has on Peter most likely was secondhand account. He wasn't there, but Luke was a missionary companion to Paul. And so a lot of his events and different things that we learn about Paul could very much either come from firsthand experience from witnessing it, or he could have received it directly from Paul and is now writing about it. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says, But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria, and unto the utmost part of the earth." Really, truly, that is a theme that we see in the book of Acts. We get the opportunity to see the apostles, Paul and Peter especially, carrying forth the gospel, keeping the command of the Savior to spread the gospel and to teach about him. And that really is a theme, this theme of missionary work that we see throughout the book of Acts. The interesting thing about that verse in verse 8 is that it says, after you receive this power from the Holy Ghost, then you're going to go out and bear witness. And in Acts chapter 2, we see that in a very powerful way, the power of the Holy Ghost coming upon these disciples. In fact, I love the following quote given by Elder Holland in a talk called Therefore What? He said, from the first verse of the book of Acts, the declaration is that the church will continue to be divinely led, not mortally led. Indeed, a more complete title for the book of Acts could appropriately be something like the Acts of the Resurrected Christ working through the Holy Spirit in the lives and ministries of his ordained apostles. The direction of the church is the same. The location of the Savior has been altered, but the direction and leadership of the church is exactly the same. So our Savior Jesus Christ established his church on the earth, taught and instructed the apostles how to continue to guide the church when he was gone, then gave them power from the Holy Ghost so that they could continue to minister and to lead the church in his absence. The church is indeed the same, but it is led today by prophets and apostles of God. I believe that with my whole heart. Elder Cook gives a really powerful testimony of that in his talk, Prepare to Meet God. He said, Please be assured that the senior church leaders who provide over the divinely appointed purposes of the church receive divine assistance. This guidance comes from the Spirit and sometimes directly from the Savior. Both kinds of spiritual guidance are given. I'm grateful to have received such assistance, but guidance is given in the Lord's time, line upon line and precept upon precept. 
when an omniscient Lord deliberately chooses to school us. Guidance for the church as a whole comes only to his prophet. If you really take a look at what Elder Cook was saying there, it is absolutely mind-blowing and so incredibly beautiful and powerful, an incredible testimony of the divinely led Church of Jesus Christ here in the latter days. President Nelson, in his talk, Revelation for the Church, Revelation for Our Lives, said, When we convene as a council of the First Presidency and Quorum of the Twelve, our meeting rooms become rooms of revelation. The Spirit is palpably present. As we wrestle with complex matters, a thrilling process unfolds as each apostle freely expresses his thoughts and points of view. Though we may differ in our initial perspectives, the love we feel for each other is constant. Our unity helps us discern the Lord's will for his church. In our meetings, the majority never rules. We listen prayerfully to one another and talk with each other until we are united. Then, when we have reached complete accord, the unifying influence of the Holy Ghost is spine-tingling. We experience what the prophet Joseph Smith knew when he taught, by union of filling we obtain power with God. No member of the First Presidency or Quorum of the Twelve would ever leave decisions for the Lord's Church to his own best judgment. My friends, that is the beauty of the Restored Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That is the beauty of prophets and apostles on the earth today, that our loving Father in Heaven did not leave decisions, did not leave the church, did not leave us to our own devices and to our own best judgment. We are led by prophets and apostles on the earth today. And the book of Acts is the best book of scripture that we have that shows us how the Lord leads his church in his absence. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.